God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to this Scott Adams show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonore Kavoda. Hello, Leonore. Good morning, Scott. So, uh, you know, you were in D.C. yesterday. What, what did you see? All the all the rioting and I didn't people see any, I didn't uh, see any burning rioting buildings and, down? And I like heard that? that the Capitol, and I saw pictures, was empty. Nothing was going on. It's absolutely empty. Uh, Jack Posobiec uh, was taking some video footage. And said, absolutely nothing going on. And I did take a walk yesterday because I met a friend for lunch. And, you know, with COVID, there's still so many things closed. So you were leisurely walking with a friend to lunch. So I was leisurely walking to meet a friend for lunch. And I was not. Through D.C. Through D.C. I wasn't at the Capitol building. How close were you at the Capitol and the White House? How close were you? I was a few blocks from the White House. Yeah. Yeah. A block or two? A block or two. I mean, I don't work work that far from the White House. So, uh, So basically, I can. You know, I didn't see any activity. It was very quiet. You know. So what is the new? What you know? The media is making this stuff up. I think so. They're trying. So you know, I saw this. Um, uh, ABC was taking some video footage of some people wearing MAGA hats and trying to somehow drum up, you know, some sort of a a conspiracy thought of some sort. Um, you know where they were trying to make it make it look like oh here they are they're they're actually here it says fake news ABC desperately tries to drum up controversy after four Trump supporters show up to to planned March fourth insurrection at U.S. Capitol <laughs> ABC <laughs> and you know you the look. reason why they they were saying March fourth something was going to happen that was apparently the original inauguration day many many years ago so the, the the crazy theory was that okay donald trump is going to come back and reclaim the presidency on the day of what was historically the original inauguration that right? day yeah that's uh, it that's, that's the first i've heard of that no one. that's the reason way back when in history uh, inauguration day used to be in march not january wow well the the uh nancy pelosi closed down the capitol yeah based on you know who are who are her intelligence sources 
to get her to do that? I don't know. You know, people, businesses, libtards, yeah. closed their shops based on the rumors. You know, government workers were calling off uh, this, the, uh, the uh, Nancy Pelosi Congress decided not to go to work. They never really work, but they, they didn't go to work. They were fearing for their lives. So ABC News tweets out, high security at U.S. Capitol as Trump supporters gather hoping for his return to power. So this is, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Well, that's it. He's just going to come scoop in, swoop down, come in, knock Joe Biden out. It says, <laughs> outnumbered on. by security forces deployed to deter any possible attack, a small group of QAnon conspiracy theory followers. Who is the, who is the conspiracy nut? Yeah. It's not the QAnon people. Sort it's of the like ABC the reporters. Well, you know, because they're desperately, to your point, trying to find a story or make a story. I swear they're going to go find a bunch of hats and grab some people on the street and say, hey, you want to post for a picture? I mean, but who's making the story? Who's who's actually uh, sowing disinformation? Are it's they going to the get left. banned by Twitter? It's the liberal lamestream so, media. Outnumbered by security forces deployed to deter any possible attack, a small group of QAnon conspiracy theory Followers have gathered near the U.S. Capitol on the day the movement predicts former President Donald Trump will return to office for a second term. National Guard troops patrolled inside a large black fence encircling the Capitol. The scene, which that large black fence encircled in the big lawn, the um, yeah, the uh, ellipse, yeah, uh, has been there forever. Um, that part of it, that that fencing. Um, National Guard troops patrolled inside the large black fence encircling the Capitol, the scene of a deadly insurrection by supporters of Mr. Trump that killed five people in January. Wow, how could you, how could you like read that and not think that somehow Trump is this murderer? You and know? he's just coming back from Florida to finish police, the job. I mean, it's have, ridiculous what they're trying to of intimate. A potential attack by militants to mark the date of Mark Mr. Trump's alleged Mr. Trump. They call him Mr. Trump. Alleged return to power, and the House of Representatives canceled its session. March 4th is the day when adherents to the debunked QAnon conspiracy theory believed that Mr. Trump, who was defeated by President Joe Biden in the November 3rd, 2020 U.S. election, will be sworn in for a second term in office. Until 1933, March 4th was the date of the presidential election. inauguration right, like i said but around noon local time the scene was quiet huh so karen carson john carson lois hauser and matthew gianni gathered hoping to see evidence of an interact inauguration of donald trump so there was four people three of them all four wa- waving their flags three of them wearing uh trump make america great again hats and it says here, John Karen Carson, who took time off work and came from California to see Mr. Trump be inaugurated for a second term, were undaunted. Every day that we were that that we're here, we'll probably come out around noon and see if anything transpires. Fifty-two-year-old Mr. Miss Carson said, "If it doesn't happen, well, we'll obviously be sad because it didn't happen while we were." Here, but we believe that it will happen. It just hasn't happened yet. So this is ABC News, uh, ABC.net Australia. So it's kind of an interesting, interesting set of dynamics there. But you know they're trying to make fools 
of yeah. the Republican Party, and uh, and they're sowing disinformation, and they're suggesting that there was anything going on. You were there yesterday, walking the streets of D.C. Right. and saw nothing. I was yeah, I saw nothing. But did you see the troops? Uh, well, not where I was. But, but you see them almost every day. You're there, right? See what troops? Fencing troops. Whatever. Well, if I if I go yeah. down towards that area, yeah, yeah. So we got a caller. Uh, let's see, caller, you're on the air. Thanks, Scott, for taking my call. Yeah, uh, I'm believe in action, and I appreciate your program. And I believe, you know, there's another program I listen to uh, late at night. Pastor Ernie Sanders, uh, the Christian Resistance, uh, voice of the Christian Resistance. He's, he quoted Charles Finney, uh, an evangelist in the 1800s, said, if we're going to lose this country, we're going to lose it in the pulpits. And my wife, Irma, and I both have found many churches out there, they say independent, fundamental, pre-millennial and all this, but they don't really believe what the Bible says. One church said, well, if you have a problem with... Uh, with pastors that are divorced and remarried, then you won't want to go to this church. I mean, that's a no-no right there. Other churches, uh, you knock on a door, and you get a lady that's in her late 80s, and she wants a pastoral visit. Well, it shouldn't take the pastor uh, six months to get around to visiting the person. I mean, my brother and I believe in, we're not, it's not only Jehovah's Witnesses that knock doors, it's my brother John and I do it as Baptists. And when usually most pastors that, I, that I've asked about it, if you uh, if a lady if an elderly woman wants a pastoral visit, it took my brother some two to three hundred doors to knock before we got a pastoral visit. And then the church that we were going to that claimed to be independent and fundamental took the pastor six six months to uh, to follow up. And I was really furious because uh, we'd mentioned it. There was a revival service. My brother had mentioned it to the pastor. Well. How about, you know, get on, getting on this? So I, so he said, well, when? I said, well, how about, uh, and this was a few months ago, I said, well, how about Thursday? Because that's when my brother and I would go. So Thursday rolls around, and my brother says, why don't I give him a call? I said, you really think? He said, yeah, well, the Bible says throat and good works. So he called him to get a reminder, and the deal was, because we our ship, we leave for work at around 2, to, to leave, to, to visit the person, at uh, leave from the leave from the church at quarter to, quarter to 12. So we get there about 20 till, and here it is coming up on 10 till. My brother had to run inside the church and, come on, let's go. And uh, he said, I'm coming, I'm coming. We get over there. We had the problem to pray. So finally, after this is all, is all done, we had a we had a chat. We My brother invited him to a, you know, Philadelphia area pizza shop. And I, I he said, well, why you mention this? I said, well, Pastor, why should we mention this? This is where we're losing our country. I said, if God's Word, the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth, says one says this, and you or whoever or whoever says something else, that doesn't make God's Word null and void. And that DVD that I've been getting and sending all over the place, um, when, I get, when I get financially more stable, I'm going to get some more of them and send them out. It addresses this very issue, and a neighbor... Uh, one of our neighbors, uh, I've shared the gospel with them several times, the, the young boy, I, he said he watched it and he was furious because the memo that he got, I'm, I graduated in 1978, and the memo that I got was when Paul Revere rode through, you know, that, that said the Redcoats are coming, the Redcoats are coming. 
That's not how it went at all by the journals, because back in the day, one-third of the country were loyalists. When he looked out and saw the, you know, the mass of the ships, it was, it was so thick, you thought it was a forest out there. It wasn't. It was a mass of British warships. And when the one up by land, two up by sea candles were lit in the steeple of the North Church, when he saw the two, he got the fastest horse and he rode as fast as he could, not, you know, it was a covert up, right to his church, and his pastor said, if the war for independence is going to start, it's going to start here. But that's not the memo we get in schools, because they retaught us. But this DVD shows all these things. It's not even an hour long, and it's called The Sacred Fire of the American Pulpit. And when I called, I wanted to know if I'd get a dress. I would gladly send you and uh, uh, Miss Kavoda one to, to peruse for yourself, uh, but it's called The Sacred Fire of the American Pulpit. Uh, if you want, I can get an address and mail you yeah, one. Yeah, we, we actually so have a fa- we have a, actually a, a, a public address that we posted. Um, it is uh, you can send it care of Scott Adams show, um, and it's P.O. Box fifteen seven ten. And if you want to send a, a little note to the show, you can do the, use this address. It's P.O. Box fifteen seven ten, Arlington, Virginia. Uh-huh. Arlington, Virginia? Yeah, 22215. So if anyone wants to send a little note or uh, you know tidbit or whatever you want to send, that's fine. Um, and it's... I will, I will do that. Yeah, so let me give that out again for people listening. And the note will say, and the note will say uh, I'll, refer, I'll reference attention reference radio program. Yeah. Uh, for this, this is for Scott and uh, and and, and Leo Cavoda. Yeah, yeah. To, just uh, to, say uh, say Scott Adams show attention. Scott Adams. That's fine. Uh, that way, the PO box, okay. the post office. But let me give the address out one more time. It's it's um, Scott Adams show care of Scott Adams, uh, and it would be PO box fifteen seven ten. Uh-huh. And that's one five seven one zero. And then Arlington, Virginia, and then the zip. The zip is two 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 one five. Two 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 one five. Yeah. Two. The, that's the zip two 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 one five. Yes. Very good. Yeah. God bless you and uh, keep up the good work. I, I I can only hear you when I call you on my phone because the station that used to air you here eleven eighty uh, out of Jeffersonville when it moved to uh, from Jeffersonville to Abington, we lost the signal. Oh, that's too bad. But yeah, they they are they've been really nice to us uh, over at eleven eighty WFYL. So we really appreciate them yeah. carrying our state. Our yeah, program. I know Al. I know Al lot very well. If he's listening, hey Al, uh, still fighting the fight. He Great. was a Navy guy too, a, a nuclear reactor officer. Wow. So. Yeah, he's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, very good with uh, technology. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we. Uh, I'm really glad you're out there. The voice of uh, amongst amongst many. Uh, the voice of sanity amongst the, yeah. the and, little quacks that. Uh, and I still, um, the president. I still text with Susan. Uh, she always lets me know if there's a problem, and she gives me great feedback. So they're really nice people over there. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, yeah, thank they you. Are, they are. God bless you. All right. God Thanks bless for you. calling in. All right. Take care. And um, all right, so uh, the other thing is uh, we were told our YouTube uh, audio is not working, and it's true, it's not. But 
I'll uh, probably have to fix it after our show. Yeah. Um, but our, our audio streams are working fine. Uh, yeah. That's not related to the problems we had earlier in the week. You know, to, to uh, the gentleman's point that just called in, there was this uh, picture that was going around, and it's this beautiful family. You know, it's kind of an illustration. And they're walking into a church, and uh, the, sub, the byline right. to this picture is Neanderthal thinking. Right. Neanderthal thinking, you know, it's when, uh, it's, it's what Biden just said, basically, to the reporters. Right. Uh, we got to end, we got to, you know, enough of the end, Neanderthal thinking. Whatever it is, whether it's related to immigration or whatever. Well, Neanderthal thinking is um, basically this... Uh, this draconian measures, this crackdown of people. It's it's thinking that hasn't fully evolved. A Neanderthal is, you know, a precursor to a human. Right. Well, this is a guy that can barely speak in complete sentences. And we're going to play a couple of clips of that. But here's a guy. Look in the mirror, Joe. You're one of the dumbest rocks I've ever seen as a human being impersonation in my life. And this guy did not get 81 million votes. He I cheated. call him the seat warmer. That's my new name for well, him. Well, he cheated. And you know what? It's, 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 uh, I think that the article uh, actually uh, spins it incorrectly, uh, where the Gateway Pundit was talking about the headline says, Kamala Harris takes call with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on behalf of Joe Biden. I think what they were trying to insinuate is Joe can't, complete sentences he's not smart enough to have that phone call but neither is kamala harris for that matter you know she's never offered up a solution she's the one that bit on the hook of jesse smollett and bought all those lies she was the one that perpetrated that lie until the lie was busted wide open yeah so and then got herself in some big trouble with that um she's uh She's knee deep in that, and that was all to advance some anti, some moronic anti lynching bill. As if somehow we as Americans don't know that it's illegal to, you know, take somebody who with a certain mm-hmm. skin color and burn them alive. Uh, like, oh, that's not a crime. No, there, there's already there's already um, criminal statutes on the books that say that's illegal. Okay, we, we're way past that. You know, stop with the Neanderthal thinking. But um, Joe Biden, but I think this is a slap in the face to Israel. I think it's more mm-hmm. about a policy decision that says that Joe Biden supports the uh, BDS and the Palestinian Authority more than they support Israel. So Israel is, uh, I think it's an anti-Semitic uh, policy. Yeah. I think it's basically saying that Netanyahu isn't good big enough to shine my right, shoes right. uh and so therefore i'm going to send my lesser then to talk with him uh but he hasn't really had any state meetings or anything like that either so it's going to be kind of interesting to see what a what a bumbling idiot he becomes and makes of himself um because he's already been starting to do that uh obviously so joe biden joins virtual call to contra- congratulate nasa on Mars rover landing. Wow, Joe, Mars rover landing. And then uh, it goes downhill after he veers off a script. So let's take a listen to that and see what that sounds like. Let's see. So here we go. It's astounding. Oh, it's going out the wrong. Um, 
I need it to come through my ears. Let's see. It's, it's astounding what you did. You should oh, not underestimate me. it. You should not underestimate it. You know, you did it the most American way. You believed in science. You believed in hard work, and you believed it wasn't a darn thing you couldn't do if you put your minds together. One of the reasons why we're such an incredible country is we're such a diverse country. We bring the best out of every single solitary culture in the world here in the United States of America, and we give people an opportunity to let their let, let, let their dreams run forward. And you, you just, I, I can't tell you how much, uh, you know, uh, everyone was so down the last years about, is America still the, the you know, the font of change, and are we still the country that has hopes and I develops it. and mm -hmm. pursues the most unlikely things mm -hmm. to happen? And we are. And you all demonstrated it. I'm not being, look, I'm not, I, I really mean this. It's so much bigger than landing perseverance on Mars. It's about the American spirit. And you brought it back. You brought it back in a moment we so desperately needed. <laughs> Talk about platitudes. <laughs> Talk about like, wow, you know. What a what a moron this guy is. Well, you know what it is is you know the country has become so used to listening to Donald Trump, who is a continuous communicator, and then you suddenly have this guy who comes out so rarely, as we said on the show the other day. He didn't. Uh, he hasn't had a press conference yet. So when he does speak, one would think that everybody's waiting there with bated breath. But then what ends up happening is he says these things where. They either mean nothing or he trips over his words. Well, you know, and, and Trump was a great speaker. You know, there's a uh, clip flying around. It's like, remember, I, I miss these chopper pressers. Yeah. Where Trump really gave the media, you know, uh, his authenticity. And he was every free and he was willing to do it just about every time he was asked. He he rarely the, the only time I think he waved the record, re reporters away was when he had covid. And that well, was because he wasn't allowed to talk to well, anybody. Well, it was just last week that President Trump gave the, it's the State of the Union address. Yeah. No, it was the CPAC. I'm kidding. I yeah. know what you meant. But YouTube is deleting all copies of President Trump's CPAC speech. I like to call it my State of the Union address. Well, it because is we the didn't State get of one the this Union. Year. We didn't, yeah. So we got a president that finally gave us one, right. gave us hope, gave us energy, gave us confidence, gave us, um, I think, moral fiber, and reminded us of what, what is important and what is at stake, and called out the names of the people that we have on our side of the aisle that are getting in the way of a lot of these things, these rhinos. And YouTube is deleting all copies of President Trump's CPAC speech and suspends read, uh, the um, uh, RSBN. Um, RNC, the RNC? No, 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 no. RSBN uh, broadcast. Oh, uh, right side broadcast. Right, right side broadcasting. Yeah. I, I I didn't want to say red state. I yeah, was well, it's something yeah, that you can right easily side trip broadcasting, over. Yeah. Right. Of course, I, I I subscribe, you know, to their YouTube channel. So they're suspended now for two weeks for airing it. So YouTube has deleted all copies of President Trump's speech to CPAC given last Sunday in Orlando and has suspended the account of Right Side Broadcasting Network for two weeks as apparent punishment for live streaming the speech in which Trump 
reiterated his belief that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him. Yeah. YouTube took down videos from mainstream outlets, including the UK Independent, which had over 1 million views, as well as Fox, Fox Business, ABC News, and the UK Sun. A search of YouTube that earlier uh, this week showed several channels with archived live streams of the speech. Now shows all archived live streams have been taken down. Wow. What kind of world are we living in? You know, it's absolutely nuts. Trump's speech was widely popular with upward of over 30 million streaming views across several platforms being reported. CNN reported about 5.8 million viewers watched the speech on cable TV's Fox News Channel and other 1.5 million watched on Newsmax, making Trump's speech the most watched on all of cable for February and besting the Golden Globes Awards show on broadcast over their air over the air on NBC later Sunday that was watched by 6.9 million viewers I didn't watch it I, I could care less what they're doing in Hollywood these days because uh, they've all sold out America and uh, I um, I uh, am boycotting just about everything I can and uh, even some of the things I still buy from uh, I I feel like um, I need to figure out a new solution right. to uh, to to supply my needs. Um, TGP, uh, the Gateway Pundit, reported Monday on some some of the view counts of Trump's speech on YouTube. Right Side Broadcasting, three point seven million. The Independent, one million. The Hill, nine hundred six thousand. Reuters, nine hundred two thousand. News Now, eight hundred eighteen thousand. ABC Australia, three fifty two thousand. You know, and Sky News, Sky News Australia is a great yeah, outlet. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, 222,000, ABC News, 208,000, Fox 35, 50,000. So, Fox 35, Orlando. So, Right Side Broadcasting announced the suspension Thursday, noting they had foretold the action by YouTube after they ran Trump's speech on Sunday. President Trump's talk about election fraud that's a big no-no on some platforms we stream to. We try to play by the rules, but we will not censor President Trump. We're not going to remove or edit this video, just so we're all clear. It, if it gets removed, we didn't do it. Okay. So, new RSBN has been suspended from YouTube for two weeks because of the Trump CPAC 2021 speech. Why is this go- taking so long? They could they could show up for emergency session today in Washington D.C., and they could put a removal. They could remove Section Two Thirty protection, and then Right Side Broadcasting would have a path to sue them. Right. Why is this not happening? Yesterday, doesn't anybody in Washington care about the people that they serve? I mean, to me, this big tech censorship. And their protection of Section 230 and the fact that they can't get sued. Do you know how many years of blood, sweat, no, not blood, but sweat and tears, you know, they've gone through to build their radio network or their right side broadcasting yeah, network up? They've gone through a lot of blood, That's sweat, a lot and tears. Of, they, they, a lot you know of how work. many hours of endless hours of non pay that they have, they've worked for free? Yeah. 
how much debt that they've acquired from flying to place to place to hold uh, right. to to because they were the at rallies. all the rallies, and I'm sure they were. And that's why they relied so much on donations, right? And they, they were finally getting you know a windfall with my pillow. My pillow, like America is stepping up and buying my pillow. You're actually you put together a new ad. I have a new commercial for those who have complained about the p- 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 from the past commercial. We don't have it anymore. We have a new updated commercial that will debut soon. We actually do, and you know what? As a matter of fact, as luck would have it, you already recorded the uh, you already recorded the raw version of it, and we don't have. Um, hmm. Yeah, we don't have the um, music track uh, backing it, but um, if we, we can find it, I'll, I'll play it. But uh, uh, it's it's the rough draft of it. But um, we have a new ad for the, my pillow, but the the uh, code word remains the same. So if you ever buy a pillow, use the code name, use the coupon code Red State, yeah. and you'll get very uh, easy to remember. It's it's a good way to help our station. But in any case, uh, so they they worked for years for next to nothing. Yeah. They finally were starting to make it. Yeah. And then YouTube does that. I, I think that there's got to be some civil ramifications to that. Yeah. Like a civil lawsuit. Ought, they ought to have a path for that. Mm-hmm. You can't just censor them for putting up something. There's no doubt that voter fraud existed. There's litigation in every, in four states. Well, Mississippi is the an added new state, but Pennsylvania there was litigation. Georgia, uh, Wayne County in Michigan, uh, Fulton County, Georgia, Maricopa County, Arizona, um, and you know, and and Wisconsin and Michigan, all these different states. There was clear violations. There was dead people voting. There was all kinds of voter fraud. And it's never been litigated. You know, nobody's ever really gotten to... You know, I really do like what Jonathan, uh, uh, one of our listeners, called in yesterday and said something about... uh, It's very possible that the Supreme Court decided that they were going to cherry-pick the case that Mm -hmm. would probably be the best case for them to actually hear. Yeah. And they, they may have thought that Pennsylvania was not necessarily that case. Right. Well, that makes some sense. It could. It because could. because the reason why I think that makes sense is if they pick one that's a real model, that, and that case does that case is one, then the other ones can take advantage of a very you know a very strong case. But we got to get um, we got to get ahead of the curve on all of these things, whether it's the big tech censorship. Or the book burning that's going on right now. I mean, we have book burning going on. eBay's burning the books. Thought, you know, not not they're not setting them on fire. They're pulling them from the shelves. Which is almost the same thing. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, the other day on the show, we talked about Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. And you know what's happened since uh, there were about six titles of obscure Dr. Seuss not, books that were um, taken off of the recommended list for the Read Across America. They, uh, Dr. Seuss has shot up in popularity with Amazon. So if you make something verboten, people will run off and get it. I mean, most of these uh, six up titles, I hadn't even heard of them. I had heard of ones like Green Eggs and Ham and The Cat in the Hat and The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. But you know The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, you know, I think a point that we need to remember with Dr. Seuss and part of the reason why they were trying to 
silence him. It's not because he was allegedly racist, although one could say his earlier works came from a different time when we were just coming out of World War II. But the uh, books themselves, they they convey Judeo-Christian principles. So you take The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, which has been made into a you know legendary cartoon back in the 60s with Boris Karloff's voice, a film with Jim Carrey. It's, it's probably one of his most well-known works. What the thing about that is that Grinch tries to steal the tree, tr- steals the presents, everything else, and he thought, okay, I'm going to take away Christmas from these people. But then you, the the miracle of the story is that Christmas still came. It came without the material possessions. It came because Christmas isn't about material possessions, and people know that. And then the other part of the story is that at the very end, you see the Grinch holding hands with the Who's. And what that's showing us is he's forgiven. He was going to ruin their uh, Christmas. He was going to take. He he took their presents. He took their tree. He took their dinner. Yet they still took his hand and sang with him. They forgave him, and that's Judeo-Christian principles. That's what they want to shut down. They don't want to shut down so-called racism. They want to cancel Judeo-Christian principles. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's, that's the thing. And we got to stop this because the reason why we're not getting stuff done is because we have too many rhinos that are polluting the well uh, for the conservative movement. And that's why, you know, we started buglecall.org, our nonprofit 501c3. Uh, you should check it out at buglecall.org. We also have a sister nonprofit. It's a, um, uh, another name uh, to facilitate uh, another mission that we're um, executing, and that's called magapac.org. And um, they're one and the same nonprofit, really. Uh, but uh, what we have events that are about to be um, yeah, released. You're going to start hearing more about our Zoom events and then and, eventually our in-person events. And there's going to be a lot of different events that we're going to be pushing uh, different issues. One of the issues that we're going to be pushing is this big tech censorship. Yes. You know, censorship in general and equal justice. We're going to be um, pushing because, back against it. We're not yeah. going to be pushing for it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're going to be fighting for the common man and... Uh, you know, it's just one of these things where we can't just talk about it. We have to act. It's exactly what Dan Bongino said in, in CPAC. It's exactly what President Trump said at CPAC when he was talking about not starting a third party, but really starting a party that questions the authority within the GOP. They have, they have harnessed and financed and supported far too many rhinos. Uh, back in the day, over the last 10 years, you know, they have uh, made it possible for people like Bob Corker and Jeff Flake and Paul Ryan and and Mitch McConnell and uh, all of these Trump haters, Ben Sass, and you can just go on and on with the names. And we're Mitt Romney, right? I mean, we're t- and Mitt Romney's niece is the head of the GOP. Go figure. That doesn't make any sense to me. So what we have to do, Ron McDaniel needs to hear our voice and. We need new leadership at the GOP, leadership that looks at a candidate like President Trump and says, hallelujah, not, oh, my God, this is a migraine, right? This, they, they kicked and screamed uh, before they supported Trump. Well, and they supported him only because they had to. 
Right. They, they did, and because it may, he made it undeniable. Right. So President Trump put out a release, uh, and uh, he basically took it to Mitch McConnell, and he also took it to Karl Rove. Remember, Karl Rove was supported by a guy named Ali Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he and Ali Alexander were working hand in glove together. Some people think it was even closer than that, if you get my drift. But, you know, the idea is... That he was up there on stage at the Jericho March. Yeah. So everybody was saying, hey, we're loving the Jericho March. You know, maybe they didn't realize that they were supporting Karl Rove's boy, Ali Alexander. And Ali Alexander was connected with Alex Jones. And Alex Jones was connected with Patrick Byrne. And Patrick Byrne is financing through cryptocurrency a whole bunch of nonsense strung up there by people like Millie Weaver, these people that are just flat out lying to everybody about everything that they're doing. And it's just nonsense what you see. You know, these Millie people, these Alex Jones people. You know, we know so much on the inside. There's so much inside information about all that. It's an infiltration designed to embarrass just like what happened yesterday, where ABC was using to exploit. Well, it was Rachel Maddow last month that was going out of her way, uh, exploiting a Washington Post article talking about who the Kraken was. And we happen to know who the Kraken was. And again, she's got a track record of fraud a mile long and stolen valor and uh, fraud and a whole host of other things. And this is the Kraken that Sidney Powell wrapped her hopes and dreams around. But she knew she was lying to begin with. And you wonder what Flynn is doing with these people, Patrick Byrne and Sidney Powell. And you think, what's going on here? Because certainly it's giving Rachel Maddow a reason to make fun of Trump supporters. It's also giving a lot of other people, um, like the ABC News, the same context. And Ali Alexander said he was the most responsible for the January 6th gathering. He coordinated and organized the whole thing, just like he did with the Georgia event where Lynn Wood said, Republicans, don't vote. Don't be fooled twice. You're not dumb. Who's he talking to? He's talking down to us like as if we're some. And these are all registered Democrats, by the way. The Kraken's a registered Democrat. Um, How about... uh, Lynn Wood, registered Democrat. Patrick Byrne, registered Democrat. And some people make these excuses like, ah, well, people change. No, they don't. Not when they find themselves standing up on stage and leading a movement that destroyed credibility for the Trump cause. It did Trump no favors, really. And in in his statement, he does call out the rhinos very specifically. He writes, if the Republican Party is going to be successful, they're going to have to stop dealing with the likes of Karl Rove and just let him float away or retire like little Bob Corker, Jeff Flakey Flake, and others like Toomey of Pennsylvania. He he must be listening to our show. He he must be listening. Yeah, well, let me keep channeling Trump. And others like Toomey of Pennsylvania who will who will soon follow. Let's see what happens to Liz Cheney of Wyoming. 
I mean, this is uh, about the fourth paragraph down. Does this in his sound statement. like stuff I've been talking about yeah, for the last year? Yeah, he must year? be listening to you. He's got a little bit more time now that he's not the president of the United States. That's so. absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I can't. That's the March fourth letter. He that's wrote the March fourth from statement from Trump Save America. Save America. Yes. And we got Julie. We're going to bring Julie in real quick. Julie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning. Happy weekend. I was just uh, thinking about a book I read about the Holocaust. It was called The End. The Sun Kept Shining. And it was people that were looking out the windows of being incarcerated during the Holocaust. And they just couldn't imagine all these atrocities taking place. And the sun kept shining. It kept rising every morning. And who wrote that book? Do you know? And, and, and they just couldn't believe that everything that, and we're seeing it all again. And it just seems like it's going to end badly, this whole thing, because they're not going to stop. They're just going to keep getting exponentially worse and worse. And perhaps our way is through Florida and Texas. They're going to have to secede and eventually we'll all come back together again. But, they have to stand up for us because they're the ones with the strength right now. It it just seems that's the way it's going to be because well, it's, it's just not well. Good. I have news for you. Um, Trump has about a hundred million supporters, eighty million that's to which right. uh, probably voted for him. Yeah. And I can I can yeah. tell you this right now that our hundred million can kick anybody's butts, and we can do it. We get together and we realize that. Uh, we uh, are not going to give it up and just give it away. We're not going to walk with our tail between our legs, but we're going to stand up, rise up, and fight back. And that's what we have to do. And, um, you know, there comes a time when you have to literally, um, you know, stand up for yourself, your house, your home, your children, your your family. That's right. You know, there, there comes right. a time when that has to happen. Anyway. Because... You know, as passive as some, a lot of us are, or, or as non, you know, non, uh, non-conflicting as we like to be, um, you know, everybody on this earth, if they ever find their back against the wall, they're going to figure out a way to fight their way out of that jam. And you know what? We're in a jam right now, and. Our backs are getting pushed up against the wall. And at some point, this uh, establishment elite is going to bite off more than they can chew. And once we start unleashing hell, it's going to be hell for them. They're going to have hell to bear. I hope so. But when the sun sets every night, we're going to say goodnight to the sun. And we're going to wait for it to rise the next morning. And hopefully this will all be over as soon as possible. (laughs) As yeah. Ernest Hemingway said, and the sun also rises. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, what was right. the name of the book, Julie? Julie. Pardon me? What was the name of the book you were reading? I think it was called And the Sun Kept Shining. Yeah. That's in the back of my mind. And who wrote that book? Do you know? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I have it in a box of books. <laughs> yeah. box I have of it right here. I've heard it, of that book. It, it's um, Berth, Bertha Ferdberg. Saul's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. published in 1980. I went through a whole period. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a great book, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway, thank you. So please have a good weekend, and we're going to say goodnight to the sun, and we're going to wait for it to come the next morning because it's going to come. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Julie. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Julie. Yep.
All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that's the point. Is and the, the sun does come back every morning. It's well, even on a cloudy day. So you know? what was the and, and the sun almost rises. And, you know, what well, was that the, about? Because I think you've read that one. Right? Oh, and the sun also rises is about a character. It's about an expatriate um, abroad. It, it's a famous um, Hemingway novel. Leonora has a master's in literature. She's got a BA in English and French. And an MBA, right? <laughs> and an, I have an MA in English too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but I'm actually more of a Fitzgerald person than a Hemingway person. But I like the sun also rises. Yeah, you're, you're an avid reader. I'll yeah. give you that. <laughs> I uh, I read um, I read a lot, but I read in, you know journals and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you read um, literary novels, which are which is also great. So here it says. Uh, Dems claim threat of massive, massive March 4th insurrection shut down business for the day. Weak Republicans too afraid to ask for intel support supporting th- this crazy accusation. Hey, Liz Cheney, why don't you ask for right? Um, why don't you ask for the intel report on that at the 3:30 mark in the video below? Kasim says we have to hear explanations from Capitol Hill about why precisely. Uh, these mem- members of the National Guard still have to be here. We haven't heard the actual details of the intelligence. We've heard little nuggets. Oh, we're expecting 50,000 people, which, you know, is embar- it's an embarrassment, really, right? It's a- an absolute embarrassment that, that they do that. So, so this is uh, where he says this. He says, we never got the intelligence reports on why we have the National Guard here today, fully up ar- armored and armed five to t- 7,000 troops. Why do we have the official barricade and the fencing and the razor wire? But now they've raised it up. And I think McCarthy and these people, I don't know. Uh, I-, I don't see the demands by Mitch McConnell, McCarthy. And quite frankly, the House is running away and, and the Senate is still here. What is the intelligence? More than intelligence, the chatter. This is this is a smearing of the American people. They're talking about some crazy thing about March 4th still being the inauguration day and Donald Trump is going to be inaugurated. Those are all lies and all smear and all spin. So, you know, basically what they're doing is they're making up a conspiracy theory. The left is. Right. And they're attributing it, attributing it to the Republicans. And then the liberals that watch CNN and MSNBC believe that narrative and then put a false narrative on our heads as if we're all having three, a third eye on our forehead. And they're gaslighting themselves to believe a narrative that never existed in the first place. That's exactly what the Russian hoax was. That's exactly what Watergate was. It's a form of projection. As we've Watergate's said where the Democrats burglarized themselves and blamed it on Nixon and got Nixon on a cover-up. The Russian hoax was designed to do the same exact thing. It was a hoax, hoping that Trump would somehow make a mistake trying to cover it up, and then it wouldn't even matter whether the hoax existed or not. And who is the same person connected with both the Watergate and the Russian hoax? Hillary Clinton. She was on the Watergate Commission, and she was also the perpetrator of the Russian hoax, who was trying to d- distract the story from her email gate, which was related to Benghazi and a whole bunch of other missteps related to foreign policy and related to kickbacks with all kinds of different things with the Clinton Foundation. 
and trying to bury the evidence, the pay-to-play schemes. I will sign this document if you donate $10 billion to the Clinton Foundation, whatever the amount is, whatever the dollar amount is. Or how about the Iran nuclear deal and all those other palm-greasing deals that Lindsey Graham and John McCain loved so much that had them traveling to Latvia and Lithuania and Montenegro and Cyprus, in and out of the Middle East, hanging out with ISIS troops that have been photographed with them in Syria and elsewhere, and doing business with Ukraine and hating the fact that Russia didn't want them to always have the booty. Um, But you have people like Bill Browder that we forget, that was a Clinton crony that Vladimir Putin complained about that basically took $1.5 billion out of Russia without paying any taxes on it and then taking it to America and donating a lot of it, probably laundering a lot of it to the Clinton Foundation. Business deals where it it resulted in uh, Bill Clinton getting $700,000 or $600,000 for a measly speech. You know, it's this gaslighting that's doing it. You know, I saw Michael Isakoff do this um, with regard to the Seth Rich murder. That's never been solved. He worked for the DNC. He was releasing information about the email server from the DNC. And all of a sudden, he ends up dead, shot twice in the back. Nobody ever found the... It was a botched robbery, they said, and yet nobody could ever f- figure out how to get these two criminals, right? Now it was BS. It was an inside hit job, and everybody knows it, that Seth Rich was the one that released the information. Well, Michael Isakov tells the story, and he makes some company. I've followed Seth Rich since the beginning, and I know the story backwards and forwards, inside and out. And Michael Isakov has the nerve to then go ahead, and he's the one, Michael Isakov and David Korn, were the two from Mother Jones and Michael Osakoff from Yahoo News were the two that were perpetrating the Russian hoax lie and the uh, Christopher Steele dossier, the fake dossier, right? They were perpetrating that to BuzzFeed and elsewhere and then getting on the news cycles and spreading that lie because part of creating the lie is getting a comp- compromised media to play along with it and gaslight American into believing this nonsense And we have liberal friends that actually aren't that stupid that they believe all this crap. So Michael Isakov then finally gets in a three-step series and starts talking about Seth Rich and what the conspiracy was. And I read it and I'm like, that's not at all what I think. He just made all that stuff up that sounded so stupid. And I'm like, no, that's not at all my conspiracy theory on Seth Rich's murder. My theory is X, Y, and Z. He's saying A, B, and C. He's talking about a whole different theory that doesn't even make sense and it's easily easy to debunk. But see, I knew the subject so well that I knew what he was doing. So he was making up a theory, attributing it to the conservative movement, trying to then debunk us and embarrass us and make us look stupid. And that's what they do. And they have control of the media that allows them to do it. Watch how this thing plays out with Andrew Cuomo. Watch how he controls CNN, Fredo, 
and Chris Como. How watch how they, they, they do all that. Because you're gonna see a complicit media cover up. By the way, you know, you mentioned in that uh Trump's uh the Trump press statement, yeah. About Karl Rove, but also Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Well, he had another statement about Mitch McConnell. That's right. He threw Mitch McConnell under the bus as well. He said, <laughs> Trump reminded McConnell where he was in Kentucky race before Trump stepped in and endorsed him. So Mitch McConnell was losing in Kentucky. Now, they're talking about Mitch McConnell, uh, the state legislature in Kentucky, talking about an exit strategy that somehow Mitch McConnell may not finish his term I think that's kind of interesting I think he probably will get out before he gets criminally busted for the shenanigans that he's been playing with respect to uh, the um, um, the uh, for, foremost group which is the uh, shipping company that's owned by his wife Elaine Chow's family uh, James Chow the father started it and uh, Andrea Chow, the sister, is the CEO, and they've been running drugs. That's why he got the name Cocaine Mitch, because they got busted carrying illegal drugs, illicit drugs. In the Asian seas, they depend on China to move these types of things around. They have people in key places that allow drug distribution channels to exist. Yeah, I didn't find out until recently that that was why he was called those Cocaine ships, Mitch. Those ships' cargo containers are not going to get checked the way other cargo containers get checked. It's like, what do we do with that ship over there, boss? I'll just ignore that ship. Um, well, I do see that Reva's calling in. We're going to take it real quick, but we have uh, we have 30 seconds left in the show. But Reva, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Hi, good morning, Scott. Um in the conversation this morning, we were talking about what can we, the people, do. Go to website 3141united.com. That's my website. We can assemble. The people can assemble in every county across this land. That's where the 3,141 comes in. That's how many counties we have. And when we, the people, assemble, we can hold these clowns accountable and we can toss them out on their ear and they can never hold office again. We pulled their bonds, and uh, we reestablished our right. self-governance, that republic form of government okay. that has been absent since the mid-1800s. All right, Reba, we got our music. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. All right. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our show. My name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Cavetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. Check out buglecall.org for our new nonprofit 501c3 and magapac.org. And check out the mission statement and what we're doing to change America and to make America uh, great again, right? So uh, we are all about supporting Donald Trump and his mission and Trump 2024 hats are going on sale and uh, that's something else that we're going to be promoting so with that have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on the radio bye bye now just to bury my kids right up to there